0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of the day you are joining us, welcome to another one of our mental health podcasts here at Radio Newark. Thank you so much for listening to them. And remember that as you're listening to these, this is why we do them, because people check in and people listen to them and comment and feedback, and we love that. So thank you. Uh, I promised you guests, we've had a few guests, and we have another guest in the studio. We have Dan Westwood. Welcome, Dan. Hello, how are you? I'm <laughs> um, I'm really good. Thank you for asking. How are you? I'm, do you know what? I'm
1: all right. I've co- I'm we're coming. I'm coming through the. Well, I, I, are we finished in lockdown? I don't really know. Are we? So oh, my mind, mind, I just think. but well, I do you know what? In a lockdown sense of it, mentally, I'm I've been all right. Being quite quite busy with work, and I think that the trick is to keep yourself busy, isn't it? Really? I yeah, think.
0: absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so it's such a controversial I, question that are we. <laughs> Oh we, are we of, in lockdown are are not, or not? Are we I, I say it's such a controversial question, are we out of uh, lockdown or not? Who knows?
1: Yeah, I don't think anyone knows, do they really? I we at home don't really know, the people on beaches don't really know, so it's, it's one of them.
0: Let's leave it there. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Dan, f- uh, for people listening and watching, yes. who are you? Who are you and what do you do and why are you here? Right, well, um, obviously, I'm,
1: I'm very passionate about mental health. Obviously, yep. I have a campaign. Um, aside from that, I'm, not, I'm a mental health ambassador. I think that's probably a title now that I've gained through mm. doing my campaign and alongside my other work, which um, people at home will know me as an actor and a presenter. I do work in radio as well. Um, I dip in and out of that. So, um, But, yeah, I think many people have probably either seen me on TV or on stage. Um, I've been very, very blessed to have a really, really good and promising career so far. <laughs> I've kind of fell in, well, not fell into, I expe- I've experienced mental health myself. So then I kind of tied the two together with obviously the little profile that I have and uh, speaking out and yeah. to create awareness. And then it's kind of gone from there, really. And then obviously I made a an impact on the campaign and stuff and people wanting to get involved and obviously talk to people like yourself to spread the message about mental health, especially in, I think in mental health as well. Like I think, especially with men, Yeah. obviously being a guy myself and someone that struggles, someone in the theatre industry where it's very rife. I'm sure there's in other communities and um, job, job titles. It's very rife there, but in my industry, it is very rife. And I think in an industry where people are so outgoing and outspoken, the irony is, not a lot of people speak about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and
1: especially I, in actors, and I think we hide behind whoever we're playing. And as a presenter as well, I've got a Dan presenter.
0: Yeah,
1: but it's part of me, but it's not fully me because you don't no. really want to open up that much. So yeah, that's where people probably know me from. I was in Newark, your lovely way, at Christmas time last year. So you you, you were lucky enough. Handsome mine. Yes, I was in Sleeping Beauty, and you were yeah. playing the baddie. I was, I was one of, so I was, um, for the people at home who are familiar with the story, it's um, Sleep, Sleeping Beauty, so it's the Maleficent character, um, yep. in our show she was called Carabos, played by um, my, lovely, my lovely Marg, um, and I was her, like, somewhat dumb sidekick, shall we say. <laughs> oh, that's not very kind. Yeah, in, in the movie, Angelina Jolie has, like, a part, a part guy, and then he turns into a mid movie and stuff. So I was that part with Marge right, okay. in fabulously evil everyday to the, the people of
0: Newark. So it was really nice. I loved that movie. And you know there was a there was a tune in there, a really, really haunting, haunting tune that I absolutely adore. And apparently it was from, it was from the original Disney. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to sing it right now because that would be terrible, and uh, have people tuning up. But yeah, there was. A, there's a tune in in that is just so beautiful. It really, really gets me. So I love that film.
1: Was there a Maleficence two? There is. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, Sorry, not, see, not seen it. It's not obviously with Panto. It's a bit obviously it's child friendly, so yeah. we weren't. We're evil. It's more. I was more comedic evil and yeah. slapstick, and she would hit me a lot and things like that. So,
0: so where else might people know you from? So I've done a lot of things. I as a
1: presenter, I've done a lot of radio. I've done a lot. I host a lot of prides worldwide um, oh, on cool. Instagram. So um, maybe from that um, soap fans. I've been in Coronation Street and I've also been in Doctors. I was in Family Affairs many many moons ago before it got axed on Channel Five. No, it
0: wasn't to be in Family Affairs. Uh, I was a
1: teenager in it. I played oh, okay. teenager. Yeah, I, was, um, I think I was. Tw- I just graduated. Lovely, lovely job to graduate. Yeah. Which at the time I didn't think that because I, th- I was at a drama school and a lot of people, a lot of the boys in my went into musical theatre so they went into yeah. cats and things like that and I ended up being in this TV programme which at the time I didn't really appreciate because I did, I thought I was the odd one out but then also obviously with my mental health journey now I've learned that it was the path for me and obviously... Yeah. A lot of people would kill to do that job. So, yeah. but yeah, that, um, I've done that. Um, I work a lot with CBBs with my lovely, um, lovely friends. So people at home, Justin Fletcher and Mr. Tumble, I've worked for them for the last eight years. Oh, um, cool. So lots of amazing live shows, theaters, stadiums, arenas, festivals. Lots of really really nice things. So I I kind of dip in out of work. I think uh, it keeps me it ke- it keeps me sane, and I, I like. <laughs> and obviously now, obviously my jobs kind of become a mental health ambassador for the time. Yeah. Like see with obviously the way that world is at the moment, a lot of TV and theatres dried up at the moment sadly, But yeah. um, I'm keeping busy with other things, which again I'm pleased to do because I yeah. think the more apps I can wear, the less I'm going to be out of work.
0: So. Yeah so how did you what you know everybody has a reason that they get drawn into the the mental health arena yeah. every every therapist every nurse every ambassador everybody has a, a reason or a story what was your reason for getting involved
1: so i'm it's quite public i've suffered myself i've suffered really badly and i've suffered i still suffer today i suffered quite recently i, I, I Not ironically, but we've just been talking about Newark. I had a really, I loved my time in Newark. I loved the show, but mentally, I had a really, really bad dark time. Um, I was really struggling um, emotion wise. And at one point, I was going to leave the show because I wasn't really comfortable with it taking over something that I loved. And yeah. that's one of the reasons why I originally spoke out. I've, Like I said, I, I'm very blessed to have done a lot of work, TV, yeah. theatre, everything like that. But when I was getting upset, and I remember the time, I was, I was on a tour with CBBs at the time, and then I was back and forth doing another telly show. I had a panic attack in a TV studio, and then I had a really bad up-and-down time, behind the scenes on CBeebies yeah. with the guys, which it's all, they all know this. And I was quite public spoke out about it. And I was, I was just really, really, I was really, really busy. Yeah. Um, I was really, really upset. And those that have seen the arena and theater shows, they're really high energy, obviously. Yeah, kids. Popular. I can imagine. So, which obviously and with any of my work, I've never let it affect any of my work. Like even at Christmas with the pant my mum came to see the show and she didn't know any different. Like I would never affect, I never had any shows off. Um, but, I think now I'm at the point where my health and mental health, and they're both, in my eyes, they're both on the same level playing field, really, and just as important. I think when that, for instance, my career, I love my career. A lot of people know that I love to work. I'm very ambitious. I like meeting people, especially with the presenting and stuff. So when it was was affecting that and affecting something that I love, like I love my work, but I don't see it as work because I enjoy it so much. Yeah. I am blessed to do it because I'm not a lot of, a lot of people want to do what I do and obviously do things. And I'm very aware of that, but in my mind at the time, and it's still now, and it's one of them things that I have to work on in my eyes, I still haven't achieved enough yet, which Ooh. is bizarre to a lot of people. And even, even just relaying the things briefly to, to yourself, what I've done, it, it's really, yeah. it, it hits home that you're lucky about that. So a bit, long story short, I was having a, a up and down time, I was crying a lot, I was emotional, I was distancing myself from cast members and things, on the tour and in panto, Um, your behaviour changes and because I'm quite an upbeat, outgoing guy, I think people instantly know that. So I spoke out about it um, and got some help and then at the same time, um, a friend of mine, and again, I can speak about this because it's very public, um, Sophie um, passed away, sadly. Um, she was having a really, really bad time with, obviously, the same thing and trolling and things like that, which, um, obviously, social media, it's it can be a really, really nice place um, and can be a really nasty place. And I think yeah. trolling's a lot to do with people's feelings. And I think, obviously, we have the whole thing at the moment to be kind, which that kind of wasn't there at the time. I think yeah. it's at the forefront of obviously with suicide and stuff, it's a very broad spectrum with mental health, yeah. as you're aware. So that's, I think that's the, the desperation side of it really. And yeah. I think like with anything it can take just, and I, I won't go into the ins and outs of it because obviously Sophie's sadly not here anymore and she cut, her story and obviously they yeah. have to live with her not being here anymore. But when you lose a friend and stuff like that, or to something like that, or even, even, even now it's happened, a few it happens every day yeah Uh, it's very rife in our industry as i said it happens in everyday normal life as well but suicide especially in men and obviously when it's someone close to you like any death it kind of rings like rings a a bell in your head and it makes you you sit up a bit and think well like i've just said be be grateful for what you have and what you haven't got or what you've achieved and what you haven't seen. So that's, that, that was the reason why I spoke out. Cause I, I it, it was getting to me to the point where this is changing my mood. It's changing my career. It's yeah. changing the way I see my career. And like I said, I enjoy it. So it was, I wanted to get a grip of it before it got a hold of me.
0: Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that you, you made that. I talk a lot in here about choices, about how, yeah, yeah. you know, we always have choices in in front of us in the in the immediacy just this week i had a conversation with somebody and i said right right now you have a choice right in front of you and the choice is you either take acute care of yourself and do all of these things that i'm listing here or you go on on onto antidepressants And and the person was like i don't want antidepressants and i went i know that so there's your choices this is this is what we're looking at right now so and that's what you were saying then you you made the choice to do something with it
1: yeah, and it, it is, even now, even speaking out, it is about choices. Like, for instance, I don't really, I've started to exercise a lot more because it made me feel better. Yeah. That was a positive choice. Another thing as well about speaking to people, obviously my job is quite social. I'm quite a social person, but as time's gone on, I don't really like to drink alcohol anymore, and I made a yeah. decision to stop maybe drinking stuff, like when I was talking to counsellors about drinking gin, for instance. Now, obviously mood swings and stuff like that. I think if I'm feeling quite down anyway, I don't really want to add to that by no. adding alcohol into the mix. Aside from being up and out and early the next day if I'm filming or whatever, no. you just want to feel fresh and you feel, you. it sounds really um, cliche, but you want to be the best version of yourself the next day. And I would like I pride myself on being reliable for work. Um, and that was another thing that I struggled with in my head, obviously speaking out, because I think there is a lot of stigma attached to mental health at the moment, especially yeah. in me in men, in the media as well, and also in my industry. So I didn't really want to become uncastable or yeah. unreliable for having days off and things like that, which is why I pride myself at Christmas. I spoke to my director, Lovely Kirk, who was an amazing director. Now, when I say I didn't enjoy the show, I loved the show. I just didn't enjoy the headspace that I was in. Yeah. But I'm quite confident now in myself, like I said to him, if I'm still feeling like this in the next couple of days, I will kind of ask to leave the show. Now, that would be the same if I was still in Coronation Street. I would go to the the writers or the director and just say, look, I'm not really feeling very good. Can I be written out or can I have a few days off? The same if I was in a film and stuff like that. I think nothing, I've learned that nothing's more important than your mental health.
0: Yeah. Wow, that's such a powerful, powerful lesson right there.
1: It is, and it, do you know what? I'm still learning every day, and I'm still yeah. learning. And you learn even just with that. You learn on people's um, retaliations and perception of it, and their um, responses, for instance. Also, as well, I, I've learned that not as, you I, you can speak out. Like I'm encouraging to speak people to speak out now, yeah. and I'm sure people listening to this will might will will hear it and they they want to speak out for themselves. But and even with my campaign as well, that's broadly along people speaking out obviously hence the name here for you um but another thing that i've learned as well that once you speak out not everyone is going to understand where you're coming from yeah and not not everyone's going to get it and for a while that kind of deflated me as well because it's it's you build up this big and the whole brave tags involved with that. You're so brave. And I get that every day with messages from the campaign, which is great. And I, it kind of is, but once you've spoken out and it's kind of backed in your face, do you know what I mean? And it's yeah. not, everyone's going to understand. And obviously no. going back to Christmas and things like that, I, I did speak out cause you do share dressing rooms with people and you kind of, you do start like make, not making excuses, but saying guys, I'm really sorry today. I'm in a really bad mood. I'm just going to get on with the show. I'm not really, cause it is a chatty environment as well. Yeah. But when you're like that, but well, then you kind of feel like you're, you're apologizing for, yourself which is another battle that you have to have to deal with as well because then you you don't want to become annoying to people or that person in the dressing room with anxiety but um yeah it's 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 a learning curve I think obviously I would I would encourage anyone to speak out I know it's it's easier said than done but I would definitely encourage anyone to speak out if you're struggling that's with anything as well I've had it with my sexuality as well I think once you once you speak out and you lift that burden or that secret kind of or that, that you've been hiding. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You you yourself have only been dealing with. The irony is as well that you're not the only one you're not the only one yeah. somewhere from that thing. Do you know what I mean? It's really um it's really eye opening when you do it yeah. as well. Like anything obviously yeah. coming out or coming out with anxiety as well. So it's it's and, and that's partly the reason why I've dipped into the mental health side and ambassador because I do find it really, really fascinating. I'm a people person, obviously being a yeah. presenter. I speak for a living, which obviously I will let you speak on this. As well. <laughs> well, I, I find it really fascinating because it's the way what makes people tick in their minds and stuff. Oh, so, fascinating. so fascinating. Although we are the same, and myself and my best friend, obviously for instance, suffers mental health. The the scope of it and the like, the tri- even triggers, for instance. And it could be back to even just counselling and things like that. You, you go back to your, for instance, like I said, with the job, one of the, I should have been pleased as, as anything to get that job, but it was because I was, Literally comparing myself to other people. Not why was I in a soap or a TV job? It was why haven't I got that musical theatre job? Yeah. Now I see it that it's not the route that I wanted to go down. When you're a bit old, you understand that. And obviously, it's one of them things. But when you look back and you just think, oh, I was maybe off that day because of that. And and again, that's like everything. Like obviously, people lecturers at college they probably didn't see it at the time because there's not a lot in drama schools at yeah. that. Time. we're talking about 10 maybe 15 years ago now so it's um there wasn't the tools and resources that we have yeah. now obviously for people and even teachers to understand it so it is a learning thing and that's what i find fascinating about studying the mental health and speaking to people
0: it's such a it is, i mean it's just I, I i i guess i've been working with people for uh, nigh on 20 years now but in in private practice psychotherapy about seven years and there's not a day goes by that I, my mind isn't blown in some way in terms of what, who I'm working with and, um, and what we're working with. And, and there's masses and masses of repeated patterns, but still it feels like every day is a learning day. It is absolutely fascinating. And it's because everybody's journey is, although there are themes, everybody's journey is absolutely as individual as a thumbprint. Yeah, of it's course. so yeah. personal, so, so personal, but it's amazing.
1: Yeah, I, I, that's what I mean about it. I find it fascinating. Not every, well, no one's the saying, really. I, I, even even twins, I would imagine. I, I would imagine. I don't really... This is me getting into it now. Even twins, if one of them suffers mental health and the other one doesn't, or they both do, I think they, their journeys would still be different. Do you know what I mean? Because they're still different individuals although all come as a pair.
0: Well, what can happen there is, and this is something I've learned over over my journey in here, is that it, it can sometimes be the the tiniest tiniest things that so two twins on the same path same genetics and i don't know one one gets a cold and the other one doesn't so this one just gets a tiny bit more attention because they've got a cold cold goes on for a few weeks so they get more attention and then this one starts i don't know doing their own thing and moving away a little bit and all of a sudden their paths have gone like that because of a cold it can it can take the the tiniest of tiniest of things where all of a sudden you're on separate paths i get it all the time with siblings where they go well, why is, why is my brother like, not like this? Or why is my sister not like this? And I went, because you were brought up at different points. So, so parents might have been in different places at that point. Their yeah. ability to be parents might have been different at that point. But when you go into that whole, and that's all psychotherapy, when you go into that, oh my goodness, it, it's still, still one like- it blows my mind, the tiny little things that can just shift us onto another path.
1: Well, yeah, of course, even just like I mentioned triggers before and you learn that. And I, to me, that was probably a word that I did. I obviously know the word, but I didn't really understand what it meant and stuff like that when you, um, and it could be amongst anything, whatever you suffer from and things like that. But it's even just learning things like that. And um, maybe, like I said, with the alcohol thing, and I started running that helps learning like I, I'm obsessed with work, as a lot of people know. But lear- <laughs> learning to know when enough's enough, and yeah. also, then, and also as well, recently being an ambassador for mental health, I need to learn to know when to step back and look at my mental health and not Absolutely. look at others. Yeah, because that in turn can create a trigger. And I'm giving out advice and being being there for everyone else. But if I'm not there for myself, it's really yeah. it's, it's hypocritical of myself, if anything.
0: Yeah, and, and again, in terms of powerful lessons. And in terms of the work that I do in here, it's, it's almost like the number one lesson that nearly always, always has to be learned. And there's an, a little exercise we do called the oxygen exercise. Uh, and, it's, and, I, and I've talked about it a lot on podcasts. So basically, you know, when you're on an airplane and, the, and, they, and they give that little announcement at the beginning, they say, if the oxygen has falls, always take your own oxygen first before you pass it on. And of course, the reason they do that is because if, if I didn't take my oxygen, then I would pass out and I wouldn't yeah. be able to give it to the elderly person that was sat next door to me. And it's cool. the same in life. Unless we find our own oxygen, the things that make us tick and the things that lift us a little bit, then we're not there for other people. Of course.
1: Yeah. And it is, it's like I said, it's more, and my mom tells me this a lot, as much as it is nice to help other people, I have to help myself first yes. you know, and learn to know what, What I'm suffering from before, and then, and this is why I, why I always say, and I will say, I know we spoke about it earlier, but I'm not a counselor. I'm not a professional at this. I'm just saying what I, what I've been through, what I've researched, what I've learned from working and speaking to people like at Mind and things like that. Experiences that I've had, say for instance, a panic attack in a TV studio. There are some of my friends that have experienced that, but not everyone is going to experience that in. Their anxiety or depression. Yeah. Everyone's everyone's different, and it's just learning to. I'm at the moment learning how to control that. I'm reading a lot at the moment. Like another thing, I I love to read as a person anyway, but I love I'm reading a lot of books on anxiety and stuff like that, and behaviour yeah. and things like that because I think the more I can um, educate myself on kind of what's going on in my head, yeah, I think better really, and that's another reason why. And it is again my opinion and stuff, but I I've, I. Got a really, really close friend who a lot of the irony mean, is when I spoke out about my mental health, I didn't realize how many of the people around me were suffering from the same thing.
0: Yeah,
1: and that's and I get a lot of messages for my campaign and stuff from strangers, and I encourage that, it's great. I am not a counselor, but and I will pass on maybe information for Samaritans on mind if people are struggling like that in these messages. Yeah, but sometimes it's really nice, it's really nice to see for someone a complete stranger to say how, how well you're doing and well done for speaking out but then speaking to my core group of friends we've learned that obviously i i was in a position and it might have just been a standoffish thing that i've learned but like you you touched on upon a medication earlier now i've always been in the the mindset so to speak if you if you were um about i'll try and sort this out myself in my head i'll rather yeah. than rely on drugs and medication. And I'd spoke to a few people, a very well-known actress had told me um, from Coronation Street, she had a public um, public meltdown and she's a very, very mental health warrior, wears the flag very much so um, nowadays. And she was on medication for a while and then they stopped making her medication. So she almost had like a, another downward okay. spiral, which I don't know that that put me off, but then another friend of mine had, obviously they live they, it makes them feel so much better and yeah. what i'm getting at is i'm in that two-way mindset at the moment whether i yeah. want to try going down at medication route and seeing a doctor because again like i said speaking out is great but when you go to the doctor to do that i think not a lot of doctors get that either obviously if they're a general just a general general gp and i'm not i'm not mocking that as well but the obviously the nhs is, at the moment is really really busy and obviously yeah. they're coming out pandemic as well so i get that but you kind of are just put on a waiting list as well when you ask like when you when you do come out and and say i need some help which again i'm not mocking that either and knocking that but it kind of does make you think oh well i've just spoke out and now i'm on this list and i have to so the meditation side it is in the next couple of months it is something that i need to look into and i'm going to um Maybe looking to see, and again, my point is, everyone's medication balance is different. Yeah. what works so for my friend might not be what I'm prescribed. You know what I mean? Even though Absolutely. we probably, even though we probably have the same triggers or the same meltdowns or the same yeah. analysis of things.
0: Yeah, well, what what you're talking about there is the uh, the the reasons for your being right now will be very different. However, the medication can go in and just medication uh, creates like a balance some, sometimes. And I, if I'm really honest, I'm not a massive fan of medication. However, there have been points in this room where I have looked at somebody like I did today and go, you know, we we might be looking at depression here, and and, and you might need a bit of. Uh, a, a few tablets and it's and it's because if somebody is so low or so anxious then it's very hard to do the work in here without yeah. them having some sort of balance you know what i mean we all spend the first few weeks what i call stabilizing making sure that you've got them as steady as you can because then if you are going to go into childhood and you're going to go into the deepest darkest and there's stuff there that, that even they don't know about and you have to be you have to be kind of careful with that so yeah of course and it is again it's something that I'm learning and I am willing to try I just
1: don't really I don't know whether it's maybe it's me being stubborn and thinking oh well I don't really need them because I can maybe sort this out myself I'm I can be positive and things like that and I I acknowledge that I have anxiety but I know obviously spectrum wise I'm very much it's very hit and miss it's not all the time and the waves, I know when it's coming now as well, another thing from learning and educating myself. And I know certain situations that I'm in, I know if I'm in those situations, I might feel a little bit down and a little bit emotion. Um And I just remove myself. The same as like I've learned recently, I don't really like being in really packed bars and clubs and yeah. stuff like that. It's just not really, I know that's a social anxiety, but it's one of those things. I just think as much as I enjoy going out and having a dance and a laugh with my friends, I just think, it's not worth me putting myself in that situation because I know I'm going to feel really rubbish or panicky. Yeah.
0: And, and again, what, what's really powerful there is your self awareness is your awareness of knowing that they're not comfortable environments. Yeah, like, thought... A lot of people talk to me and say, well, what's what's the way out of this? And I'm like, it's awareness. You have to be, you have to be aware. I remember one evening me and my partner, we, this was years ago and we were, go- we were going to go to the cinema and I sat on the stairs there and I was putting my shoes on and I just looked at my partner and went, do you mind, do you mind if we don't go? And he was like, no, not at all, it's absolutely fine. It's no problem at all. And he says, what's wrong? And I went, I just can't bear the thought of sitting in a, a darkened room with really loud noise. Yeah, I'm just cool. not feeling it. And luckily I was with somebody that just went, of course that's fine, we'll, we'll sit on the and we'll watch some TV. But it's, that was my awareness of going, I don't want to do this. And knowing that I I had the permission to step forward and go, I don't want to do this.
1: Yeah, and it's just it's just about uh, it's about finding that balance to speak out and just obviously in the least as possible. Where I I've done it with like obviously explaining to friends and things like that, like letting people down last minute. It's a classic sign of anxiety and things like that. Do you know what I mean? But explaining to someone, you need they might not necessarily understand it. They see it usually being a really bad friend or really unreliable going back to work and things like that but it he, is just finding that balance of finding out not necessarily the word wrong with you but how how things are working for you making yeah. the change and then being really like i'm quite an out confident like outgoing confident person i have to be for work but i'm also like when i'm not in work mode i'm also quite a very i like my own my own company and I'm very private. You know what I mean? So then sometimes I, even if, for instance, even if I have to go to a press night for a show or I'm interviewing people on a red carpet and things like that and not me, I'm in my own mindset. So then there is big groups there, but then I'm in work mode. Yeah,
0: of course. So then
1: as soon as I've done that, obviously watch the show or whatever, I'd probably want, just want to go home and just take the the present hat off and just go home and just chill out. But that's finding a balance of where I need to be with my mindset. I think. Yeah.
0: I have a I have a generalized theory over anybody that is in the public eye whether it be an actor or a singer or a whoever and and there will always be this second persona but I do wonder when I look in because you you do hear about a lot of de- depression through 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 your industry
1: oh god it's right yeah, yeah, yeah it's right
0: and and I do wonder whether the the outward going person that wants to be out front was developed in childhood so therefore there has been a an inability to find authentic self. Do you know what I mean? And 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 you know, and again in therapy all the time, what we seem to be searching for is people's authentic self, stripping away the labels that have been stuck on for years and years and years, and getting rid of them and going, and there you are, and that's who you are. And then sometimes that can be frightening for people because they know, well, I don't want to be that person. I'm like, it's all right. It's so yeah. you can still be the other person. I remember working with somebody years ago, and she was ma- massive, massive personality. And her fear was that she would lose it. And I went, you won't, you won't lose it. I promise you won't lose it because we can't do that. However, you will become more aware and you will understand yourself a lot better. Which is exactly
1: yeah, of course. And I again, like I said, educating myself on mental health does help my career because it helps a balance of what, and it also like, like anything really. Obviously, when you grow up and stuff. And I, like I said, I'm quite privileged and blessed to have done what I do, and I'm continue to work. And even in the lockdown, I'm, I'm still working, and I've still yeah. got meetings and things like that, which is lovely. I, I, the theatre world has probably it's crashed or it's on pause at the moment. For yeah. And I think I often worry about that as well, because that's going to create an ongoing mental health thing for people in the industry because it's not there anymore. And yeah. sometimes that's people's comfort blanket.
0: Absolutely. Well, it's work, isn't it? And, and yeah. I'm finding what's happening after, at the tail end of lockdown is people have, a lot of people have lost their purpose. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and, and in terms of purpose, it's one of our life forces. It's one of the yeah. things that, that allows us to get up in the morning and if, if I wasn't sat here every day, then what would I get up for? What would be my purpose? Mm-hmm. So we do need purpose. It's really important.
1: Yeah, it's that. And the irony, obviously, me, me talking about mental health a lot with being an ambassador and things like that, it helps me. Yes, me with my purpose obviously like like I said at the moment with a routine if certain tv and radio jobs have been taken away or put on hold for now it it makes you concentrate on other stuff as in mental health me doing stuff for the campaign and then me speaking about anxiety every day to people that I know like yourself strangers it's kind of like self-therapy for me as well because I'm talking about it and I'm also we're making it not the norm and kind of erasing a little bit of the stigma as well just in in a normal kind of way which is kind of what I want to do with the campaign so and I think in men as well I think obviously I don't know where that comes from but we're we're given a really hard time of not speaking out so I think it's to encourage people especially in men not just in theatre and I may I might need to like Say that obviously because well people are, people are shy in theatre as well like you just said a lot of it's front and things like yeah. that and actors there. a lot of actors and I look at people like Robin Williams and stuff like that to the outside eye he was probably one of the happiest people yeah. ever do you know what I mean and like, you look at that and you just think and there is a, there is a thing that I looked at and I read and he, he always wanted to make people happy because mm. he never was himself no and I can resonate that with and mm-hmm. relate to that a little bit but I think it's just it's just learning who you are and if you if you do suffer from anxiety or, or anything or any disability or anything like that i think it's just educating yourself on it and learning this is me this is how i'm going to deal with it yeah. it doesn't define me like i say all the time and i've said it in like schools when i've spoke as well I, obviously i've anxiety as a guy i have mental health problems i'm also openly gay um i have blue eyes none of those things define who i am as a yeah. person it yeah. just makes up my character or yeah. my whole
0: person yeah yeah the costume type view, if you will. even even then you know that's not a they all felt like external or physical attributes but I, I think sometimes what we really miss is the sense of self it's like yeah but like this mm. part here who who am I really who what are my values what are my morals and and, and actually, where did I learn some of that stuff, and do I want to change some of that stuff as well? And that's and that's what a therapeutic journey can do, is it can allow people to really, really, truly understand. I don't want to say find themselves because that sounds corny, but really, really <laughs> yeah. understand themselves, really get themselves.
1: Yeah. It's well, it's knowing yourself. So I'm getting to know yourself a little bit yeah. better. And that sounds really corny as well, but, but obviously, speaking of lockdown, I've kind of re- not. I haven't loved it, but I've enjoyed it because I've kept myself busy and I've kind of spun it on its head and seen it for what it is. And it is a positive and it is, you do realize like speaking to friends and I have learned, I've learned different things about myself. I've had time, it's almost that time, like the pause buttons, even being at home, I'm not, I'm never really at my mom's for that. This amount of time, and I, it's been nice. And I'm not—I I, I have said I'm stuck here. I'm not stuck with the <laughs> lockdown. And that's no anyone from the northeast. I apologize. I love being from here, and I love being back up in the northeast. I need to say that. But um, I think it's just a nice pause where I've been like, you know what? I'm normally here, there, and everywhere. I'm on a train. Yeah. I'm in a blah, blah blah blah. So it's kind of like like pause it. even just pick up a book, or maybe not get dressed for the day and do my emails and my pajamas and things yeah. like that. Just you find yourself a little bit more that. And the same as like with the anxiety thing, like the lockdown, I've realized what I want from life. I've realized what I want, like what I wanted before the lockdown is maybe not necessarily what I want now career wise or I'm doing different things. And the same as friends and things like that, like I touched on before, not everyone's going to understand when you're suffering and things like that. But the people to me are the ones that matter. Yeah. Than the ones that've been there, or even just the ones that have been in touch during lockdown, because yeah. it, is, it was a global pandemic. Do you know what I mean? Just checking in if you're okay, and I do that every day anyway with random like, strangers and stuff for the campaign and things like that, but it means a lot when your friends check in, you know, "Oh, how are you?" But the same as it means it's a really good thing to say, "Look, I'm having a really bad day today," and they get yeah. it. It's yeah. nice. Just, and I guess it's, it's dare I say it's, I've got a birthday coming up soon, it's, prob- it's probably a getting
0: older thing as well. So maturing, You're maturing. You're not getting older. Yeah, you're
1: I don't. I've never really. I'm not really bothered about my age. I, oh, people always tell me I don't look my age anyway. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'll take that and run with that. <laughs> but I think it's just wising up. And I think again with the educating and reading and things like, yeah. I'm very aware of. Like, I've always been and this is in life and my career, I don't really know something. I'll always ask. I've never been embarrassed to ask. Or like, for instance, like presenting if I'm, how does this work? How does that work? And, And touching upon, and I won't obviously go into it too much, but I, um, I met I met her back a few years ago for work. We did a screen mm-hmm. test together. For a TV show that didn't actually come on. And she uh, her piece of advice in career wise was to learn what everyone else in the room does around you. The presenter, the presenter is not the own, the key piece. Although everyone probably knows your name. Yeah. And because it is on you, and ninety percent of the people on that set or um, thing are looking at you. It's not all, and you, if you learn about what everyone else is doing, crew, what they do, what their job is, you'll a, get on with a lot of people in work yeah. and you find your job easy to know. And that's just, for, for instance, and now I go into things and be like, right, which I need to have a look, which camera am I looking at? And even just little things like auto you and obviously recently in the last couple of years going into radio, that's... I never went into radio thinking, "Well, I've done TV presenting, so I'm going to be—it's going to be a doddle." Because yeah. it's really not; it's a <laughs> totally different ball game, even from using the computer, the desk, and everything like that. But I've always like—I'm—I'm I'm very proud to think, oh, "If I don't know something, I'll do it." And that's one of the yeah. reasons why I enjoy doing loads of different things. And again, with my mental health, I don't—I didn't really know what was happening, but it's about asking those questions.
0: And you didn't know because it's not. It's not taught about in schools, sadly. We are getting better at that. For now. (laughs) Shall I just
1: say, for now. I'm on a (laughs)
0: mission. It still blows my mind that (laughs) I, I always have this thing where I say, so we're learning about algebra, but we're not learning about mental health. That doesn't quite make sense to me, and I know that scientists will slate me for saying that, uh, yeah. but we we need more mental health in schools. Seriously. It, you
1: know what? At, at drama school, we learned to do triple pirouettes. We didn't learn to do tax return. <laughs> you know, one of those things. And that, in my eyes most actors never ask an actor what they're doing because more often not they're out of work so then you need to be able to do a taxi turn do you know what i mean so it's one of those things and again i'll probably get slated for that as well and i won't say where i trained and stuff but i i just think that these things are all life lessons and you need yes to,
0: absolutely
1: you need, to you need to be able to know what's going on in your head as as much as you can do 10 star jumps as a child yeah. you know what i mean it's it's I think my main aim, obviously I'm I am going into schools. Obviously I was supposed to be on with it now, but obviously because of the pandemic. Once September comes, I'm back there and that is one of my goals for I'm um, going into schools to talk about anxiety and things like that. So just that's to brilliant. get get the message in there because I think that you're learning, so that's the it's the it's the ideal time to learn stuff, obviously. Yeah. I and mean, kids are not really phased about things um no. at that age. So I think to learn something there there and then again the same as sexuality do you know what I mean like love is love and all that um I think the more they the more they learn about that and I've set myself like when you said about education I've set myself a little target like I'm we're on with doing I'm doing a pilot at the moment to do a documentary about getting the mental health on the national curriculum yeah it may fall flat on it do you know what I mean but we um very passionate about that and i think it's it it needs to be done really i
0: think so so needed given given that this this little mind here is the one thing that powers our every day our every minute our every second why are we not learning how this works how it's formed how it functions and you know in terms of the the stuff that's delivered in schools it's I, I did a lot of work in schools in, in my previous job around sexual health, actually, and sexuality, and all of the rest of it. So I have a lot of experience there. And, and even in this role, I've, I've kind of gone in on a few occasions. They're not very, they're not overly willing, but it's so simple. Some of the some of the little management skills around educating children is simple. Yet we overcomplicate it quite a lot. So, and, and I, I say to schools, you're overcomplicating it. Keep it simpler than that. Simple things.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, I've learned. We do that. On, obviously, the shows that I've done with CBBs and stuff like yeah. that. The, the basic idea is really simple, but it's yeah. obviously how you portray it and how you. And again, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm quite confident in speaking, obviously as a presenter yeah. and stuff. But talking in a school assembly is a whole different ball game. <laughs> you get kids' um, attention, and you're talking about something. Even just the word mental health, people oh, off yeah. anywhere. Yeah. So I think it, it's just finding those things, and obviously the beauty of having a lockdown is I've, we've been able to have more time to work on what we're putting yeah. in schools and things like that. And obviously every day I have people like I'm um, getting in touch and things like wanting to help and things like that, even just teachers. I spoke to a yeah. teacher on Instagram and she's like, Oh, we'd, we'd love, I'm on maternity, but we'd love your, um, yeah. the, and I, just obviously I'm not a teacher again. I'm not a counselor. I'm not a teacher, but I want to know. And again, going back to my stage school, there wasn't anything at the time there for me. Yeah. And rather than focusing on why, let's maybe move it forward and put something there now.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely,
1: because, that, well, because that's people, that's what people like me suffering uh, at yeah. drama school and stuff. But you don't know why you're suffering. You just fail. Mm-hmm. and rather than like at schools and stuff, rather than knowing why um, Timmy, or for instance, is off school, like, yeah. what is off school like there? What you need to know why he's off or why he doesn't want to come into school.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: A whole different... But it, I think if if, if the t- and even again. I think a lot of teachers that I've spoken to, they haven't got the equipment in school to no. be talking to children like that because no. it's not part of their curriculum. And obviously they, when they've studied at university, it wasn't really, again, like the 10 years ago with, when I was struggling, it wasn't at the forefront of everyone's no. mind and conversation.
0: And the truth is, unless they have experienced it themselves, then they will have no experience of mental health. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, let's finish by you telling me about your campaign with Mind. What are you doing? What's happening? <laughs> so I, I have a, I
1: have a, it's a separate thing. So um, I have a campaign called hashtag Here for You, which yep. obviously touched upon earlier. Um, when I was having, so when I was struggling, we um we set something up. I had a little chat with someone over dinner and just a, a little simple idea, like we like it's progressed now to today. Obviously, with the Sophie story, obviously a lot of that, and again, it's just. With public knowledge a lot of that was to do with trolling and things like that so i wanted mm-hmm. to put something nice back onto the internet and see if we could do something nice quickly the idea of the hashtag was obviously to get it trending yeah. basically gets a really nice message trending so how that was set up about just an overnight idea and then i got a few people involved and said look i'm going to do this and it's just a simple message you just record like a, a little message and also as well I've had a lot of people lately, not everyone likes talking in the camera or being on camera and stuff like that. I know, um, not everyone's (laughs) camera, camera, but but, so we've had a lot of people and especially I've worked with a lot of NHS, like nurses and stuff. Like they've sent me a lot of pictures and their uniforms holding signs with even just the hashtag here for you thing on because they didn't want to speak. Yeah camera that in itself is still as powerful as a, a video and it's basically just to say that whoever's listening to this message my friends family people in my street for instance or that i went to work or my colleagues that i'm all if you're ever struggling i'm always going to be here for you yeah. flip reverse that it was obviously even even as an outgoing person myself I found it really hard to speak out and I was embarrassed the stigma and all that so I think if if you saw a message of your friend or whatever or even even with the kids because we've had it I'm in an unfortunate position where I've got a lot of there's a few of my Corrie co-stars that I've lent their face or a different celebs that I've met from work they've got it and even in the schools different people so if they see maybe their favorite person that they've watched on coronation street that night or with the kids involved really um their favorite person from love island for instance they're obsessed with if they're opening up about speaking about that i think it opens the conversation up about and it also encourages people to do another video Um, and obviously we get them we get a lot of them and it's just awareness putting the videos out and lending lending the thing and then obviously through that i spoke to mind um I met, obviously, the beauty of doing the campaign, like, obviously, chatting to yourself today, we've met, we've met through doing the campaign and wanting to speak about mental health. I get to meet a lot of people. So I met with a lovely guy, Jason, in Manchester from Mind. Mm-hmm. So he's from Tog Mind, which is Tameside Alderman Glossop. That's the, yeah. like, specific branch that he's at. So a radio station that I was working on as well, which we've got a podcast coming out, he's connected within that. So I've kind of been made like a an ambassador for mind really just, just because I wanted to do more. And obviously with yeah. the schools, he was really passionate about how passionate I was. And I think it's just an overall interest in yeah. wanting to get help out there for people. And do you know what, why not? It's, it's one of the biggest health organizations and I'm very proud to be associated with it. And it's, I've done, like I said, I've done a lot of things in my career thus far, but working with mine's probably one of the most proudest things I've done. Oh, wow. It helps it helps not only me, but it's helped a lot of people. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a continuous thing daily.
0: Yeah. That's incredible. What a, uh... What an amazing thing to be able to say about about some of the work that yeah,
1: you do. Don't get me
0: wrong. I'd love a BAFTA, but, um, <laughs> I'm, you know what I mean? It's, it's one of them things, isn't it? Edelitrum, the BAFTA. Will
1: come. Again, you you realise what's important, I've realised. Do you know what yes. I mean? Like, I, lo- I love my job, but there is obviously the mental health thing at the moment. I've become a mental health ambassador. It's, it's not what I only do, but it's yeah. kind of taking over everything else and i'm okay with that at the moment yeah. it's really nice because it's it's rewarding and you're helping people and like yeah. i said i'm talking about it every day so it's helping myself
0: yeah <coughs> excuse you i, I was uh, i was just chuckling at the fact that we're both sat here in shorts because i saw your knee
1: <laughs> all right yeah it's too i've only i'm not gonna lie i've got a jumper on just for this i was i've had my hair and the beauty of being at home and stuff well, at my mom's and stuff. Le- the, the the spare room has become a studio for everything. So I'm in like my what I would call work and hair makeup, sort <laughs> of other things, and everything's over Zoom at the moment. So it's really weird. Yeah.
0: then although it does allow us to connect because we started talking yeah. a, a good few months ago, and we could <laughs> I couldn't no I couldn't really work out how to do this. And then all of a sudden yeah, you contacted me. The, of course. Well, you contacted me the other day, and I was like, "Yeah, of course we can do it." And within days, yeah. here we are recording. So. But
1: I think again, and I, I touched upon how bad social media is, and it is just an opinion. And obviously, there's pressures of things like Instagram yeah. and things like that. But then here we are, and obviously, even the lockdown, how good is social media yeah. being a connecting people? So there are pros and cons, really. And obviously, it's just nice to see where things are going from here, I guess, really, yeah. which is yeah. exciting for, for anything. Also-
0: I also say with social media that uh, it can, I did a podcast about this about two or three weeks ago and it was about can it be healthy and, and for me the answer is yes and, and yeah. my social media is healthy because I've cleared out all of the rubbish.
1: Yeah, of course. I think if it's doing the right way. I think yes. obviously we're all human beings and I can say this myself because I've done it but just don't look at comments.
0: Yes. Yeah,
1: That's sure. I've learned. I've never met half of these people, and obviously, I get the whole thing. I've chose to do this for a living, but I haven't chose to hear other people's yeah.
0: opinions. Oh, they, they matter not. They matter not one dot. Oh
1: no, it's just my grandma used to say it's like the the bus driver's opinion shouldn't matter to you. So I've always had that in my head. Do you know oh, what I mean? I like that. I'm it like doesn't that. really. Do you know what I mean? What what they think of you? Obviously, because we've got women bus drivers now. <laughs> what they think of you? It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like, and I think, um, not to get all um, sassy and um, camp on it, but even I think Ru Paul says that as well, doesn't he? He says, um, "Other people's opinions is none of your the, the business." So, and I like all that, and it is yeah. true. Yeah, same as other other things that he says about loving yourself. How are you going to love someone else? He's, and very, he, he's very made into a catchphrase. It, isn't he? But, oh yeah, of course, it's being made into a catchphrase, and obviously, yeah. the LGBT like community love all that and we love saying it and they love sassing it about and stuff. But if you strip that back, it is a really poignant message.
0: Yeah. Oh, so, so powerful. It's really interesting because I've just had a t-shirt printed, like specific, and I nearly put it on. And I that nearly really? put it on because I kind of knew that you'd see it and chuckle. You, will, you No, I thought you might okay, chuckle, yeah. you might not chuckle. So it's just a white t-shirt and then on black, in, in black lettering, it has in massive lettering, look over there. All right, yeah I, I, that's, yeah, I get that reference. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Get it. I a, lot of people, a lot of people won't get it at all, but it's a really cool t-shirt. Yeah. I, I
1: think it's really cool and I lo- I'm a massive fan of Drag Race. We've got a few of the, the Drag Race um, queens involved in the campaign, which I'm forever yeah. grateful for again. But um, yeah, I think it's again as a programme, I think yeah. it Aside from all the drag, I think, and the competition and the, the wittiness and comedy and lip-syncing and all that, the glamour and things, I think, again, that is a really good programme for people to find themselves on.
0: It goes, it goes a little d- deep and a little bit like Queer Eye. Or has feels oh, like it's gone a little bit deeper this season as well.
1: I think, and obviously I'm aware of how TV's set up because there are yeah. conversations that are just plonked in the workroom. Yeah. I get that. I work in TV. None of it's real, guys. We get that. <laughs> but uh, it's not I keep saying that none of it's real I'm I'm dressed from like waist up and then I'm in shorts none of it's real guys um also it's not though but I think and you touched upon Queer Eye which again I love because Mm. I think a lot of even the the recasted format I think a lot of people who didn't watch it beforehand will be watching it now and I think stuff like that needs to be Show, maybe shown in schools, I think, like yeah. that, because it's about having fun as yourself, and it's about all these things and different different people. And I think, especially at the moment, with different movements that are happening at the moment, it is very it's very important to educate yourself about different cultures yeah. and different people around you. Even even if you're like I said, touching on before, if you if you're aware or you don't be ashamed of asking things like that because that's how you learn these things. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Absolutely, so that's
1: with anything really. Obviously, if you don't know something, ask.
0: Absolutely, it's so powerful that is. Uh, I'd, I'd really like to do the uh, an English version of uh, of Queer Eye. Oh, I'd, I'd,
1: love I'd,
0: I'd, I'd like to be the uh, the kind of psychotherapist person on there that was. Those I people. think.
1: Yeah, do you know what? I think you'd be fabulous on it. I really do. And I think I wouldn't be surprised if it's been talked
0: about op-age. they did try it they they tried it a few years ago, but I don't know what happened to it, so but I, I think it's time they tried it again Is there, if everybody's listening to this i'm available <laughs> are, yeah. you, are you available i'd
1: be quite happy to to do it. I'm just thinking where i 'd fit in
0: um, <laughs> oh it's semantic okay. I, I don't want
1: to cut someone's hair I, I'm, I've, been, I've been a stylist in a past life so
0: Oh, that, that could be my husband, so he's, he's a pretty keen stylist, so we: so well,
1: Again, I've got lots of stylist friends, like um, gay guys that I work with, so they'd probably be on the chop like first in line before that really. <laughs> me. Um, maybe, maybe I could voice over it or something like that. we'll see.
0: <laughs> you could be the quippy one that comes in with the quips probably, Danny, yeah. I think, <laughs> Dan, thank you so much for your time today. That's
1: uh, no uh, another to have him me. It's, like, we, as with anyone, it's really joy to talk. Talk to you and obviously talk about mental health. Obviously, it's very important for just to get a conversation going yep. with anyone. I know we're recording this, but if one person listens to this, I'll be yes. very happy.
0: Absolutely, and and I really admire and respect your your honesty and uh, you leaving leaving yourself a little bit bare with all of that. But it was it's it's really powerful. So hopefully, uh, people will pick up on this. And so, anything that you want to leave the listener or the viewer with.
1: Um, I'll do a cheap, a plug quickly just for my Go campaign. On. So what I'll say first and foremost, um, we, we've, we've talked about, um, speaking out and stuff like that. I get yeah. that. Not a lot. I, again, again, the sexuality and stuff like that, where we've been talking about things that we like, and they, not everyone is in that position. I get that. But if you are struggling, and you are watching this. There is loads of great people that yeah. you can speak to. Um, Mind. I am saying that because I work for mine, but the Samaritans are great as well. This. The beauty of Mind, a lot of them are probably starting to reopen now with yep. the lockdown. I know a lot of them are closed down because of obviously social distancing. and I think everyone's well, not not everyone, but a lot of most people are um, internet savvy, so you yep. can get a lot of the the services that Mind were offering in an internet form, whether it be yep. a call or a video. I've been recording some things today for Mind, which just to just to help people, yeah. how to cope with lockdown. Maybe if you wanted to speak to someone, how would you do that without going into a brand? So that's great. Um, and a cheap plug for the um, campaign, um, Instagram, at Westwood Dan, here for you. Facebook, here for you. So it's here, number four, and then you, shall we say, for umbrella. Cool. umbrella. And everything's on there. And, and everyone, I would encourage everyone, if you're if you're scared about recording a pledge, Send us a picture with here for you, hashtag here for you written on a piece of paper. Everything happens and you'd be surprised at how far those pictures go and yeah. help people. So yeah,
0: thank Fantastic. you. Fantastic, thank you. Uh... So that's it. We are just about out of here. Uh, I think we may have to release this one in two halves. We'll see because that's that's a good hour. That is. Thank you so much for that. Uh, remember that we are looking for uh, people to step in, people to do what Dan's just done, uh, people to talk about mental health. It can be men as long as it's mental health related. It can be Corona re- related as well. Uh, we're kind of doing a bit of a Corona uh, theme at the moment because of obvious reasons. But please step forward. Let's talk about this more. The reason myself and Radio New York put these on is because we want to not normalise mental health, but get it out there and get it into the public, take it out of the dark shadows that it was put in many, many years ago. So uh, as I say, as I always say, please be kind to yourself uh, and um, be kind to everybody around you and please be safe. Thanks again, Dad. Take care.
1: All right. Thank you.